You're listening to CTO Bob with Bob Pellerin. Welcome to episode number five. Today we'll be doing something a little different. On this podcast, we'll be talking about business relationships and understanding and managing expectations. So my guest today is Richard Harris. He's a professional business consultant. He's uh, facilitated corporate training sessions since 1992 for companies such as Royal Bank of Canada, Oracle Canada, Micron Electronics, and many other Fortune 1000 companies. He has over 35 years of sales, marketing, corporate consulting, financing, and executive management experience. This information should help you with your corporate image, as well as customer acquisition and retention to improve your bottom line profits. Now, Rick and I started talking a couple of weeks ago about potential podcast subjects. One of the subjects was profitability and how communication affects the bottom line. So, Rick, could you perhaps uh, get the ball going and tell us about communications? Sure. Thanks, Bob. Um, communications is viewed as a relatively simple process, but it's much more complex than we can imagine. So really, what is communications? It's the exchange of information between two parties. Simple, right? Not really. Audio communications is simply sound waves traveling from one source, me in this instance, to the receiver, you the listener. It hits the external acoustic meatus, the outer ear, moves along the auditory canal to the tympanic membrane, the eardrum, vibrating through the middle ear to the cochlea, the inner ear, where it is turned into recognizable signals transmitted along the auditory nerve to the temporal lobe where it's interpreted, allowing us to understand the message. Simple, right? <laughs> so when I say, hi, Bob, what is happening every time? That exact process I just described. Well, I never thought of it that way. I get a feeling that almost every one of us takes this process for granted because no one ever really explained it. That's true. Um, But now that we have a real simple explanation, I mean, we all know that the ear takes sound in and and it transmits that sound into a message. But now that we have a sort of a simple explanation, let's talk about what, what things are getting in our way from understanding what's being said. So when I say something to you, what stops you from really understanding the message? So I want to use music as an example. Bob, do you like rap music? Well, I'm not a big fan. <clears throat> okay. When you hear rap music, what's your initial reaction? Uh, depending on the song, probably irritation, or I turn it off or change the uh, channel. Okay, yeah, many people are like that, especially, you know, a little bit older crowd is like that because that's something we didn't grow up with. But what are the main reasons you don't like it? I'd have to say it's mainly due to the uh, harshness of the sounds as well as the lyrics, uh, perhaps the way they dress or they act. Okay, well, that's fair enough. I mean, we have a tendency to look at people in in different views and and look at them. So do do you get anxious or do you get stressed possibly? Uh, If there's enough of it and the volume's high enough, yes, I do. Okay. And when this happens, what are you really doing? I'm reacting to it. Yes. Okay. So you're reacting to what? Well, to the sound, to the lyrics. Yes. And when you say the lyrics or the way they dress, what are you really doing? Bob, do you know that what the number one cause of ineffective communications is, what the number one reason why you won't understand what I'm saying or the listeners aren't going to understand what I'm saying? What is the real reason people do not listen, understand, or even try to know what somebody's saying? I'm not sure. Why don't you tell us? in, In my opinion, it's called prejudgment. I don't like the way you're dressed. I don't like your hair, your tone of voice, the car you drive, the way you dance, what it's you're saying. It gets in our way every single time. This is prejudgment. It causes us to react emotionally and it clouds our interpretation of the message. We shut down our senses when we make a prejudgment of somebody else. I can see that all the time. I deal with people who really get aggressive when I don't like it. 
Yeah, exactly. So when somebody gets aggressive, what do you do? What does that do to you? Uh, usually you, you turn it off, you stop listening, and you want to end the call immediately. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. This is simple prejudgment. Somebody gets mad at me or starts yelling at me or gets angry with me, I shut down or I, I don't want to deal with it because it's something I don't like. It's our biggest weakness. We don't really fully understand the person when we prejudge them. We judge the message. We judge the person. We say, see, it's just like such and such. So let's put into a business example. Your program, CTO Bot, is a very well-respected, informative program. When you get negative feedback, what does it do to your emotional level? Does it go up or stay the same? But definitely, I get more emotional. So yes, it does uh, go higher than normal. All right, me too. I know I get emotional and then I get defensive. So basically, we judge versus try to understand. Uh, I agree with you. Does this judgment get in the way of understanding what's being said? Very much so. All right, so listeners, when somebody is aggressive or angry with you or an employee of yours, where is his or her emotional level at? Is it high or is it low? Uh, Definitely very high. Okay, so when somebody's emotion is high, what do they really want to do? They want to be listened to. They want to be accepted. They want to talk. So keep in mind, acceptance is not agreement. It's a form of feedback or acknowledgement. Now, in Stephen Covey, Bob, I know you've read it, but many of the listeners might not have. But if you have, in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he uses a really good phrase that I love and I really try and run my life by. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. What does that mean? It means clarify, listen, understand, and then respond. Real world world example, your major client calls you up and starts giving you heck and you don't know why. Typically, we get emotional, defensive, and say things that we might regret. Instead, try this. Say to them, Bob, sounds like you have a problem. Help me understand what's going on. Now, remember, when someone is emotional, what do they really want to do? They want to talk. So our job is to shut up and listen. Eventually, they will calm down and be more willing to discuss the issue once they know you, ex- you actually have listened to them and that you understand what they're saying. Great. Help me understand what this has to do with real-world business. Okay, every one of us who's been in business has had to deal with dissatisfied customers, right? Do you realize that only 4% of unhappy customers complain? The rest take their business elsewhere. So if a customer is complaining, they're basically giving you a second chance to keep their business. Now, that, think of that again. When somebody complains, they're giving you a chance to get it right the second time. Most people, 96% of people, take their business elsewhere and don't even tell you why. So that's something that you re- we really have to be aware of. Here are some of my favorite statistics. Price is not the main reason for customer churns. It's actually due to the overall poor quality of customer service. The probability of selling to an existing customer is 60 to 70% higher, and the probability of selling to a new prospect is 5 to 20%. So it's better to sell to existing clients or continue to service them. 2% increase in customer retention has the same effect as decreasing costs by 10%. of unhappy customers don't complain. However, 91% of those will simply leave and never come back. A dissatisfied customer will tell between 9 to 15 people about their experience, and around 13% of dissatisfied customers tell more than 20 people. So dissatisfied customers can ruin your business. Happy customers get their issue resolved, and they tell maybe 4 to 6 people. So it's the dissatisfied that can really hurt us. 70% of buying experiences are based on how the customer feels they're being treated. 55% of customers pay extra 
to guarantee a better service. You and I are like that. I'd rather get better service and pay a few bucks more for it than get the shoddy service that most of us get. Customers who rate you at five on the scale of one to five are six times more likely to buy from you again compared to only giving you a score of, let's say, 4.8. So those existing customers that are really key. 5% reduction in customer def defection rate can increase profits by 5 to 95%. That's worth repeating. 5% reduction of your customer defection. By retaining your customers, it will increase your profits dramatically. And it costs six to seven times more to acquire new customers and employees than it is to retain them. So customer service, the way you interact with your clients is so key. So my question to you is this. With the weight of evidence, why do organizations still not truly focus on improving their communications, which will enhance their customer experience? So the better you can communicate with your employees and the customers, the better your business will be. I've heard you talk about business relationships being as simple as understanding expectations. What do you mean by this? Well, to me, relationships, it's very easy now that I've spent the last, you know, 30 years trying to understand why I didn't, you know, didn't communicate effectively my other relationships. In this case, we'll talk about business relationships. It's simply understanding and managing expectations. No matter what, if I understand what you want to achieve and what you expect from my product or service, then I'm in a much better situation to achieve that and to succeed. Okay, so how do we do this? Simple. Ask good questions. Listen to what they're saying without prejudgment, getting in the way, and fully understand what they want and then manage that. What if I can't deliver what they want? You can make the choice to deal with them or not. Too often, we as business owners, we feel we have to deal with everybody. The old 80-20 rule. 80% of your time is spent dealing with 20% of your customers. Sometimes it's okay to say, sorry, can't help you, and refer them to somebody else. So, Rick, with the end of the podcast here, could you please summarize the key points? Everything that I talk about in my training and, and when I consult and coach with, with executives, it's all about awareness training. So be aware. Be aware that we judge and that it, it stops effective communications. Accept somebody's point of view. You don't agree with them, but just allow them to have a point of view. Ask good clarifying questions like, please help me better understand the situation. Then listen to the response, don't interrupt them, ask more questions so that you fully understand what they're talking about, and be prepared to summarize it back to them. It's called feedback. This simple three-part response will keep you calmer, support better customer interactions, and retention. So again, it's accept, don't interrupt, ask good clarifying questions, listen, give them some proper feedback, and then help them be part of the solution. I know this is so important. It, it may not seem like it's IT specific, but uh, you'll find that any organization anywhere you know, certainly can use this knowledge. Uh, is this part of your training program? Yes, Bob. We offer a one-day communications and a two-day sales and marketing customer service program, but it's not about so much about that. It, it's really, if a client's interested in doing some training, what I like to do is I like to find out what their expectations are. If I fully understand your expectations and I'm able to deliver and meet those expectations, we can do business. If not, I can direct them to other people who can help them. So, Rick, how can interested companies get information from you? They can get in touch with CTO Bob through your organization, and then you can forward that to us, and then I can get in touch with them directly. Well, thank you very much, Rick Harris. I appreciate the useful information, and uh, these skills will be invaluable in providing better and more effective communication with your clients. You're welcome. Thanks, Bob. If you have questions or comments or suggestions for future podcasts, please go to www.ctobob.com. 
The opinions of the host and of the guests are their own and may or may not reflect the opinions of this website. This podcast is copyright 2014 and is written and produced by Bob Pellerin.